Hi, this is Jalen for Dobbs, where tire buying is easy. At GoToDobbs.com, shop brands, sizes, pricing, and our amazing deals. With 40-plus locations, get same-day install. For tires, it's Dobbs. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, I'm Dan for Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers, here to share the easiest way to buy tires. Come to Dobbs. With the best tire brands and the biggest inventory, you'll get your tires the same day at the lowest price, guaranteed. Next time you need tires, get into Dobbs. Right now, we're going out to the Brown and Crouppen celebrity line to be joined by the senior NHL columnist for Sportsnet. He is Mark Spector joining us here on the show. Mark, we appreciate the time as always, man. How are you doing this morning? Doing great. Weather up here ready for some springtime golf coming up here life's good man how about down there uh we're doing well we'd be doing better if we were still watching the blues play but you know that this is how it goes sometimes i did want to ask you though just ten thousand foot view on this blue season and how things came to an end against the avalanche what do you think of the blues this season and how they performed especially into the playoffs well the blues played true to their identity right they they've got a team that's that that is very difficult to score goals against. Uh, you know, if you'd have had your starting goaltender in that series, it, it possibly could end up differently. The Bennington injury obviously is killer. And, uh, you know, styles make the fight, right? The Oilers played Colorado, and the Oilers play, try to play the same way as Colorado, but Colorado's better at it. And they were close games, but Edmonton lost in four. You know, St. Louis got two off of Colorado because St. Louis's style is a style that, that, is more effective against the Colorado team, and they play it to a T, right? They're in Ryan O'Reilly, you got one of the best, you know, very elite guys in the league, defensively and offensively. So, uh, we one thing about the Blues, man, everyone knows what you're going to get. They execute their style to perfection. And I guess the only question I'd ask you guys is, is you know, a lot of the teams that are succeeding here are succeeding on on dynamic offense, and uh, I wonder if that's something that the Blues need to add if they're going to keep up to the Colorados and eventually the Edmontons here. Well, and that was my next question, Mark, so I'm so glad you brought it up because, I mean, you're seeing the speed take over the postseason. Colorado and Edmonton, although it was a four-game sweep, it was very entertaining with the speed on display, and you're seeing that in the Rangers and Tampa Bay series. When you look at this Blues roster, Mark, do you feel like that they need to make just some minor tweaks to put them back in the category of chasing a Stanley Cup? Or do you feel like there might be uh, maybe the need for a massive trade to try and switch some things up? Well, I mean, you've got some, you got some guys that, that you know, have offensive ability on this team, right? You know, I don't mind a defense that, that starts with Justin Falk and Tory Krug um, because they're both guys that can push the puck forward. I like that. You know, Colton Preco somewhere in the middle. He's a good defender, and there's a little bit of offense there. No, a ton, 35 points. That's nothing to sneeze at. You know, but I guess when I look at there is some offense here. Robert Thomas is a good, you know, a, a nice young, younger player, Jordan Cairo. Uh, but I'm going to say to you, you know, your leading scorer, how old is Vladimir Tarasenko these days? I don't even know. 30, 30 31. 
31. So he's just nearing the end of his prime, but still in it. He's your leading scorer at 82 points. Um, I wonder where the next Vladimir Tarasenko is coming from, right? At some point, uh, if the if the game goes the way it goes, and I, I'm not going to lie to you, I like offensive hockey. I'd love to see a 3-2 league turn into a 4-3 league a little bit more. Uh, I watched the Oilers go through their three rounds of playoffs playing a whole bunch of 4-3 and 5-4 hockey, and it was it was really fun to watch. Uh, I appreciate defensive hockey. I get it. I've been around the game a long time, and I know the defense wins, just like pitching wins in the playoffs, right? But uh, if the league's trending towards offense, I would say to you that the Blues – uh, are a little bit deficient in that end. If they're going to keep up to where the game's going, they may need to find some way, you know, to bring to bring in their to bring it to bring in their Johnny Goodrow, right? To bring in a guy that's maybe not eighty points at thirty-one years old, but a hundred points at twenty-six years old. And Mark, that's kind of the thing that we've been pointing to. Like you look at some of the big names that I don't know what the level of likelihood is that they are actually moved, but they're at least going to be discussed in the trade market for the here and now. And that's looking out to Boston with David Pasternak potentially becoming available or in Calgary, where, uh, you know, we've got the Matthew Kachuk connection with his dad playing here in St. Louis. Could that be a player that the blues look out to acquire Uh, here in St. Louis? That's kind of been where our focus is, is on the trade market to potentially acquire that 80 to 100 point player. How likely do you feel like those types of players are to be moved, though, in all reality this offseason? Well, guys don't move in trade a lot of, you know, like let's say Matt Kachuk. He's a 40-goal, 100-point player, right? Um, you know, it's my understanding that the Calgary Flames will go to the nth degree to try to sign. I mean, he's a restricted free agent, so mm-hmm. so you know, they've got control of the player for another I believe he's a UFA after, is it after next season, correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, you know, that's, that train's coming down the tracks here. Uh, I don't think there were, I doubt there would be a trade with Calgary for Matthew Kachuk this year. A year from now, you're darn right there would be if, he's, if he tells the Flames he's not signing there. Uh, but in the short term, you know, there's two ways to do this, right? There's the free agent market where you always overpay and overterm. But you kind of know what you're getting, right? Because you're getting an older player that's established. Uh, or there's the long route, you know, and the long route is turning is finding the right young player and hopefully he turns out. Here's St. Louis's problem. They're always a good team, so they never draft at the top of the first round, <laughs> right? You know, they're, when St. Louis, where St. Louis drafts, they get guys that need three, four years before they play. They're not the Oilers from, you know, a few years ago that were picking first every second year. So that lends me to think that Armstrong is going to have to go, you know, to the free agent market or to the trade market. And uh, I would say to you, if you sign Johnny Goodrow, you know, on July 1st this year or July 13th, do you have the money to to go after Kachuk next year? That's a lot of millions all in uh, two players right there. So, Mark, one guy that I'm curious about, and we're going to do a segment later that uh, just talking about guys who might need a change of scenery. And, and this isn't the superstar that, that we're talking about right now, but I am just curious your thoughts on him and if you feel like maybe he might be somebody St. Louis could look at. Jesse Puyarvi with Edmonton. Yeah, Jesse Puyarvi is an available player. And in fact, Jesse Puyarvi could, you know, if, if the St. Louis Blues were to dangle. Um, Billy Husso. Now, Billy Husso is a 
unrestricted free agent on July 13th, correct? Correct. Yeah, he is unrestricted. So mm, it might be a little late to try to trade that player. Uh, but I'll say to you this, you know, the, the quote from Ken Holland, the general manager of the Edmonton Oilers yesterday was, the question was, is uh, Jesse Pugliarvi part of the solution in Edmonton? And his answer was, I got to figure that out. <laughs> so, you know, that's not a resounding, you're never getting this player off of me. Uh, quote from the general manager of the Oilers. Jesse Poyarvi could be head in trade if you like the player. Uh, the Oilers, you know, the Colorado Avalanche made it pretty clear what the Oilers' deficiencies are, and I'll bet you St. Louis has a, has a player that that uh, would help in those areas. So Jesse Poyarvi, if St. Louis is interested, they should be calling Ken Holland right now, I'd say. Well, and and just as a follow-up to it, Mark, because you've seen a lot of them, you know, I saw a couple people make the comp to a Valerie Nachuskin for Puyarvi, who struggled in Dallas. He goes to Colorado, and he has success. And St. Louis, with Craig Berube, has shown the ability to get the best out of young players who might need a change of scenery. I mean, is Puyarvi's potential something that could be a top-six forward for the Blues? Uh, Yes. I mean, he is evaluated as a middle six forward at the moment, and he's got every tool. Him and Nakushkin are the same guy in a lot of ways. They're both 6'4". They both skate real well. They both have killer cannons for wrist shots. They are both 210 pounds-ish. They're the same guy. They're both European players. The the Kushkin, if I recall, was drafted 10th in his draft class, and I know Poyarvi was drafted 4th. So, honestly, they're the same guy. So that's great. Nikushkin went, what did he go? How many games in Dallas without a goal? Like, you know, a whole season and even more, right? Yeah. Didn't score a goal. They cut him loose. He goes to Colorado and finds his way. Now he's scoring goals. He's a pretty good player. Uh, so, yeah, that's Nikushkin. Is is, is Poyarvi the same guy? You know, does he have that aha moment and figure out how to, how to become a 25-goal scorer? Maybe. You know, maybe. I can recall a time when... You remember Theo Fleury, you guys? He was a five foot seven player, and no one thought he could play. And he turned out to be an all star. And for ten years, every small guy that a team drafted, they go, "Yeah, I know he's small, but he's just like Theo Fleury." And you know how many of those guys? You know how many of those guys were just like Theo Fleury? Maybe none, right? <laughs> Maybe none. So good for Nikushkin, and I love the comparable. But that's all it is with Poliarvi at this point. It's just a comparable. Mark Spector is our guest for another minute or two here on 101 ESPN. You can check out his work over at Sportsnet, where he is the senior NHL columnist. Uh, Mark, last thing that I wanted to ask you was about Vladimir Tarasenko, and we don't know what the future holds for him here in St. Louis. Last offseason, I'm sure you saw all the uh, hubbaboo about him potentially uh, getting out, and he stayed, of course. What do you think his value would be across the league this year? Coming off of that point-per-game production in 2022, what do you think his value would be if the Blues decided to dangle him in trade talks? Um, uh, you know, there's two sides to this thing. Valuable. He's a 35-goal guy again, right? This is a player who was a 35-goal player his whole life until the last two seasons when he was injured. So we're going to throw those away because he came back to be in it. What did he get this year? 33? 34, 34. Yeah, so I'm calling him a 35-goal player again. He's proven he's back to where he was. Point of game better. 80. I'm just looking him up here. 82 points, 75 games. So all of that is awesome. Uh, what's he make? Seven and a half is what his cap hit is. His uh, actual salary is like $5 million this year, though. Okay, so, so that part's okay, too. 
here's all not this isn't just a Tarasenko thing. This is an every player thing. The good teams, you know, uh, look at the team in Edmonton. They got there's no team in the in the league that has a better one-two punch at center ice than McDavid and Drysaddle. They got two awesome sentiment. Evander Kane came in here, scored 22 goals in like 45 games regular season, 13 and 15 in the playoffs. Awesome. You know, uh, Vladimir Tarasenko come in here and do the same thing. He is a, you know, an awesome goal scorer. But I'm here to tell you, the Edmonton Oilers don't have seven and a half million to pay in their in their cap space to pay this guy. The the good teams, all the teams that Vladimir Tarasenko would would move to, barely any of them have room for him. Uh, I'm looking at if I'm Vladimir Tarasenko, I might be looking at St. Louis Blues and going. I don't know if they, I could go to a lot of places, but I'm not sure any of them are going to be better than St. Louis in terms of me winning a Stanley Cup. What do you think? That's where we're kind of at as well, but it also kind of it just depends on what their offseason looks like. Like if, if for example, Matthew Kachuk did become available this offseason, that would be a guy who you make room for and you figure it out and you, you try to move Vladimir Tarasenko. If you're able to go out there and get a posture knock, you, you figure it out, right? And you make the uh, move to to open up that space. We've had a lot of conversations about Jacob Chikrin as well, and the Blues, like those teams you mentioned, are, are low on cap space, so. If you bring somebody in, you're going to have to move somebody out, and it feels like Vladdy's probably the most likely player to to open up that space for you. Well, uh, there's a lot of things you can do here, right? I mean, you know, I, I don't know. So the, the the problem for me in this conversation is St. Louis is a, is still in a win now situation, are they not? Absolutely. Yeah, like, I, yeah, I get it. St. Louis isn't isn't really a cap team; they're a budget team. You know, I, I understand the economics in St. Louis, but I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you if you get rid of Tarasenko, where are those 35 goals coming from? I guess you try. You know, and if I'm Calgary, why am I trading you a 25 year old 35 40 goal guy for a 30 year old 35 goal guy? Like, what else is in it for me if I'm Calgary? Right. So it's a it's a tricky trade if you want to keep trying to win. If you were Chicago and you're divesting yourself and winning's not a, important right now, you move Vladimir Tarasenko in 30 seconds and get a bunch of tomorrow. But I'm not. It's difficult to move a 30 year old player and get back a bunch of today. He might be your today. You know what I'm saying? It's interesting. Yeah, it's it's going to be such a fascinating offseason for so many different teams. I mean, you look around, uh, Pittsburgh's going through a transition right now. Boston seems to be yeah. doing that. I know up in Canada, you have a number of teams that are trying to figure out the cap situation. It's going to be a really interesting offseason. Yeah, uh, July, it's not, I always want to say July 1st, and hopefully yeah. we get back to that calendar, but it's, it's July 13th. And there's a lot of stuff going on. And again, when, when you see a, a, a team like St. Louis is, you know, talking about Tarasenko, when you see a guy like, when you see a guy like, um, uh, Goodrow available out there, that's a huge, huge player. When you see, you know, a team like Chicago, are they really talking about trading to bring it? I mean, this kid is a fabulous <laughs> hockey player. You can't trade that guy, but the words on the street that they're looking and they might be moving him. So yeah, fun summer. Lots going on, uh, lots of opportunity for a team like St. Louis to, to go from where they are to the next step, which is winning the Central, beating Colorado, and getting back to the Cup. Mark, this has been awesome, man. Thanks so much for the time today. Hopefully we'll talk with you again soon as we get closer to that July 13th date. We'll talk with you about what has actually happened as opposed to what could happen.
All right, thanks, boys. Peloton's best offer of the season is here. Get up to $300 off accessories when you purchase a Peloton bike, Bike Plus, or Tread. Choose from a variety of accessories, like our cycling shoes, a heart rate monitor, non-slip grip dumbbells, and more. If you've been looking for a sign to join Peloton, this offer gives you everything you need to get going. This limited time offer ends November 28th. Visit OnePeloton.com to learn more. All access membership separate. Offer starts November 14th and ends November 28th. Cannot be combined with other offers. See additional terms at OnePeloton.com.